piece of advice I have for someone trying to succeed in the film industry or any creative space is if you're doing what everyone else is doing, you're doing it wrong. Welcome to Around the Craft Table, a podcast about movies, making movies, and other stuff. Hey everybody, welcome back to Around the Craft Table. This is season three, episode four, I believe. Um, I'm here with yeah. Will. Hi. And we're just gonna we're just gonna talk because we have yeah. nothing prepped. <laughs> yeah, one of those days, one of those weeks, you know. We're yeah. all we're all stuck at home with when we're so incredibly busy that we don't we don't have time to prepare anything. We're too busy just being at home and clearly being busy with other things. Yeah, this week I um, shaved off four inches of my back. Uh, lawn plot in preparation for new gravel so i i did sorry something. i just i you you paused after back i was like where, where is this going where is this going i lost weight guys i <laughs> oh my god oh pandemic that pandemic life man that pandemic diet's really hitting me hard like i think i lost I think I lost like 26 pounds. No, I'm just kidding. That would be really unhealthy. That would be. Speaking of unhealthy, I had Chinese food yesterday. It was delicious. Oh, I love that for you. I really wish oh, I was thanks. having Chinese food right now. I also love that for me. And I have leftovers, so I'm going to wish for more Chinese food and then go have it because we have it still. It's Something great. that has been my saving grace in quarantine has been what is called the summer roll. Have you had a summer roll before? I have not. So, you know those little, like, um, rice burrito uh, things where you have to put it in water so that it starts to, like, become malleable, and then you put things in it, and then you roll it into, like, a burrito? It's like a I've rice roll? I've never heard of this. Well, if you've ever gone to, like, a Chinese place for dim sum, they have, like, shrimp rice roll or something like that. And what you do is basically, it's like a quesadilla. But they're rice roll, so you just place them in water, and then you put them on the plate, and then you get, like, cut-up veggies and ramen, and you roll it into the rice roll, and then you let them sit in the fridge for, like... Well, you don't have to let them sit in the fridge. You can eat them right away if you want, or you can eat them in, like, an hour or something. Um, And they're really yummy, and they've been really, like, a nice, like a nice lunch. It's been a nice time. The summer roll. That sounds pretty tasty. And you mentioned ramen, and this is a bit of a this is a bit of a hot take, I guess. People always lose their minds when I say this, but um, when I eat ramen, I just boil it and strain it and just eat the noodles plain, and I think it's amazing. That's not bad. I'm I'm so weird with seasonings and stuff like that. I'm so boring. Like I'll have spaghetti with like just melted butter and butter I'm noodles. It. Butter noodles. I yeah. I think yeah. That's that's. I mean, I I would I usually go all in with like the sauce and the and the cheese and stuff. I mean, it's mm-hmm. not really all in. I I don't even really like having stuff in my sauce other than just like the 
the sauce, the, the tomato sauce part. Oh, yeah. I, I, no, no chunky business for me. Meat, meat's okay. I like meat. No the, chunky business. Yeah. See, I don't really like, um, I don't really like tomato sauce, unpopular opinion, but I just don't like it. I much prefer like a cheesy sauce, like a, like an Alfredo or something okay. like that. Yeah. You ever have, you ever have Alfredo sauce on pizza instead of tomato? Oh man, that sounds good. You know what my go-to sauce is though when I get a pizza out somewhere and I'm not making it from home? What's that? Basil pesto sauce. So good. I love it. Is that What is that exactly? Um well, you know what pesto is, right? Let's say that I don't know what it is because that is what is true. Okay, so pesto is like um, <clears throat> it's like basil leaves, so you, like, grind basil leaves, right? Okay. And then you have, like, pine nuts, garlic, uh, maybe, like, parmesan cheese and extra virgin olive oil and, like, salt and pepper, like, mixed together to make, like, a, like, a sauce. Okay. And you just spread that over, you know, your, your pizza dough, and then mozzarella cheese or whatever cheese you want, and then your toppings. Which for me is usually like spinach, black olive, like ground ground turkey or like pepperoni, and then some like I don't know stuff. <laughs> it's, it sounds it sounds healthy until you, you realize that that sounds like it's like ninety percent olive oil. <laughs> it's like ah yes, so healthy. It's, Olive oil. I mean, I, I don't really need my pizza to be healthy. It's okay. I mean, yeah, I actually, it's I guess pizza. true. <laughs> it's pizza, yeah. Um, yeah. And for anyone wondering how this is related to a uh, film or whatever, or the podcast, uh, it's, it's it's around the craft table. So I feel like food is at least, has to be part of it at some point. Oh, here's a good topic for this show that we are making at the moment. What is your favorite snack at Crafty when you're on a set? What's your go-to? <laughs> uh, well, uh, I haven't been on enough sets to have. Usually, if if there's if there's crafty, it's me. It's I'm the one bringing it. So usually, if there's uh, crafty, that means I'm on a a film with money and I'm not starving. <laughs> uh, I'm just so, kidding. The, Please feed the, your people that are working for free for you. God damn yep. it. I always well. That's oh, I didn't mean like that. I meant it in the way like um, I'm the one that's like asking people to come to set because I'm like directing or whatever. Oh, not yeah. I'm working for someone else for free and bringing my own food. No, that's that is not the case. Um, it's I I'm bringing snacks for everyone. Uh, and I mean we're talking cheap. We're talking we're talking gets the job done, but still tasty, tasty and actually food. Um, I think pizza is like a good go-to because you'll have a couple slices and be like, you know what, I'm full because most people don't eat a full pizza by themselves. I mean, Little Caesars, people shit on Little Caesars, um, but Little Caesars is good. Like, sponsor us Little Caesars. I will, I will, may, you know what, I'll, depending on how much a sponsorship is, I may or may not dress up as the Little Caesars guy if you ask me to. Yo. But Little Caesars. Can we get the behind the scenes good. photos of you wearing the Little Caesars mascot costume directing your movie? 
Oh like, my god. Can you imagine the fever dream that that would be? <laughs> <laughs> I my brother went as like a Roman for Halloween a couple years ago, so he, like he has a toga. Oh my god. Yeah. It's happening, guys. After quarantine, William is going to direct a movie wearing that costume. We have to for the fans, for all the fans of the podcast. Only if it's sponsored by Little Caesars. Even if they're just giving us some like free pizza. Like Yeah. Like hell yeah. Like I I'd, I'd do that. I do it. I do it. I we'll feel have like, like if, uh... if we explained this whole bit transpiring in like circa May 2020. And we're like there was this bit on our podcast and it's, you know, 2023 now and we're finally making a movie. <laughs> and you're like, "Okay, there was this bit. I need free pizza because you know the the budget's really small for my movie but i will wear the mascot costume in all the behind the scenes photos so there would be a huge chance for promotion <laughs> like it'll it's be like... but it's mostly just hilarious and it's like like and, and then on behind the scenes i'm in this costume and it's like uh, it's like william what's your movie about well it's about this uh grisly murder that happened um like 10 years ago and this person is now trying to get uh revenge for this murder anyways this is sponsored by little caesars (laughs) (laughs) pizza pizza or whatever he says (laughs) no hot and ready not pizza pizza that's that's completely different i'm sorry i'm sorry little caesars i'm sorry i'm sorry i've betrayed this non-sponsorship any chance of a sponsorship has been revoked um we need all the money I mean, all the pizza back. Wow. The Little Caesars was hot and ready for a sponsorship, and now they're, and now they're, uh, I I don't know what the equivalent would be. Now they're cold and not ready. <laughs> now they're cold and in the truck heading back to the development uh, location where they were cooked for the first time, where they will die for the last time. Wow. Deep. This is uh, <clears throat> a really good <laughs> introduction. It's, I it was we were talking about crafty. We're talking about crafty. Yeah. How about you, Miranda? What What about you? What's your What's your favorite go to snack? Okay, so this isn't even in like has anything to do with the fact that it is a healthy snack because I feel like the amount that I eat of it means it's not healthy anymore. But um. Little vegetable thins, like veg vegetable thin crackers, and hummus. So good. Like you're talking about, like those, like essentially they're like potato chips, but they're made out of vegetables. Yeah, like when you look at the potato chip, you can see that there's like legumes that are like flattened and and dried out in there, <laughs> and you're like, that's this... healthy, I guess. I'm just picturing now, just like he's like carrots that are, are now like sentient creatures like in this facility <laughs> and they're just like going through this machine to like get into these chips are like all happy and they're just like <laughs> oh my god <laughs> and then they're just frozen in time forever <laughs> and like these chips just like <gasps> and then <laughs> and then they're just now in these chips forever. And you're oh. just like, mmm, chips. <laughs> <laughs> Tasty. 
Um, oh, so yay. I just Healthy. looked up to try to find the brand of chips that I like to to, to munch, and <laughs> the first result is exotic vegetable chips. Oh my god. And I'm just like, what's that? What's exotic vegetable chips? I'm gonna go to the Save On Foods website and look at their 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 uh their stock to try to find uh to try to find this because really everybody should be eating these. Like I will fully be the first to say. Um. Well, I'm probably not the first to say, <laughs> but uh, I will be the one to say. Eat these chips. <laughs> I I've tried like similar things before, but it's just like. It's like, like, it's like, it's like they're trying to, or... what? E- no. Eating like, or endorsing brands? Like, like e- eating like those kinds of vegetable chips before. And it's like, my brain wants to believe that it's like a regular potato chip, but it's like, I just, I know that it's not. And like, it tastes slightly different. And <laughs> sorry, it was the stupid carrot thing. <laughs> No, um, it's totally uh, fine. It's uh, I I got the idea for the carrot thing from like this game grumps bit I saw where they're playing Mario sixty four, and um, they're like they were like four save files. They're just starting the game. They had to erase one, <laughs> and, then, and then uh, so they erase like save file A or whatever, and then like like the Mario does his, his like scream like wow <laughs> or whatever, and then <laughs> and they boast. Yeah, exactly. They both start laughing. <laughs> it's just like they're joking about how like it's like when you erase the save, like the Mario dies in real life. <laughs> it's just like he's <gasps> like screaming. <laughs> and then I was like, oh I God. thought of that. I'm like, oh, what if this was carrots? I'm like, I love that bit. Game Rims are amazing. They're sounds... they are so amazing. That sounds so crazy. Funny. Okay, um. Okay, I found one brand that looks like familiar, like it might have been on set at one point and I might have maybe tried one or two. Um Oh. No. Hold on. <laughs> I've got at least a couple options. If you're looking for vegetable chips or anything that looks remotely healthy that probably won't be once you've literally binged the whole bag because you're not needed on set for 3 hours because nobody needs anyone to move a light. Um yeah, so uh, this is how you can gain five pounds in um, a week of production. And I think that everybody deserves to have the option to gain five pounds on a production if they want. And if they're going to eat something, <laughs> then maybe this is a good option. Um, Get your five pound potatoes here. <laughs> You'll gain five pounds. One is the multigrain food should taste good brand. Um those are crackers. Those aren't vegetable necessarily. And then there's the Wild Rice Works crackers. So, you heard it here first, kids. I can't find any of the other brands. So, hashtag sad, but we'll be fine. Have you tried those uh those honey dill chips? Like the co-op brand? Oh, uh the co-op brand? No, but I have tried um honey dill chips that are the kettle brand chips which is probably my new favorite chip brand honestly okay so i know like last year i think it was um like ace burpee or i think it was ace burpee partnered with co-op to like make these honey dill chips and they're really really good nice yeah they're super good if someone had those on set i'd be eating those a lot 
It's like any chips. Chips are just so good. Do you know what the only issue with chips is? And you get the same problem with um, with uncooked vegetables. Not uncooked vegetables. Uncooked, uh, yeah, vegetables. Like celery and carrots. What the fuck? I'm hitting myself over the head here. Like, literally, if you could see me. Um, it's that they're really, really crunchy and really clicky when you eat them. So, like, if anyone's rolling, like, eating a muffin, like, no worries. You know, you're fine. Um, but oh. if you're eating freaking carrot, can you imagine just, like, okay, rolling and action. <laughs> oh, okay. So, I, you know how I, I was telling you about that, um, <laughs> this is such a, such a great story. Uh, I was I can't wait making, to hear it. <laughs> I was making that uh that movie last year that's never gonna gonna like the one but like the poker game or whatever. Okay. Was, it was it was essentially just like an exercise, like get some practice in. Mm-hmm. Um, we were hoping it would turn into something that was actually good, but it just like I I don't I wrote like I said I wrote the script with like this other guy in like four hours, so I don't know what you can expect from that other than something that's not gonna be that great. Um we we're we're on set, we're in my garage and we're filming everything and uh one of the people on my crew who shall remain nameless, he's a great guy. Um and I really like him, but he ordered he ordered like fried chicken from I think Uber Eats or something like that, or whatever whatever uh, delivery service, mm-hmm. and <laughs> I said to him, I'm like, okay, when we're shooting, you can't be eating this. He's like, I know. I'm like, okay, so we're like doing a take, and then like, <clears throat> there's like a moment of silence. All you hear is like this quiet chewing. <laughs> And he's just like eating away, eating away, eating away. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, go inside and eat. And then uh, he was doing slating for a bit, and then so I started slating, and the slate was like all greasy from the fried chicken. Oh my god! <laughs> and I was like, and like I, I laugh about it now, but I was just like, oh my god! And it was, I just thought it was so funny like i think it's i i think it's pretty funny but it's just like it's like come on dude i just told you not to do this <laughs> no that's just, i know that's really funny did i ever tell you about the um the just like laughable sound situation like okay <laughs> I will tell you this story. The movie never came out, so uh, we'll preface that with that statement. So you can't actually watch this movie anywhere at the moment. I don't know if it's ever going to come out, but it's pretty old now, so it probably won't. Um, pretty early on in the development of the pre-production of this particular project, uh, my friends were like, hey, you have sound gear, right? I was like, yeah, I have access to some sound gear because... Um, and I don't think I ever intentionally, uh, like, I, I, I kind of, like, was waiting for them to kind of ask me what the days were and stuff like that. Um, and uh, they just never followed up with me about it. They'd scheduled their first days of filming. And I was like, hey, did you guys need the sound gear that we talked about? Like, is that still, you know, a thing? And they're like, oh, you know what? We, we actually have our own 
situation now, so we're, we're good. Like, thank you, but we're, we're, we'll be okay. And I was like, all right, sounds good. So, so you know, I I, I hear that the, the film's going well. They're shooting a bunch of scenes. And then on one of their last days, I end up going on, on set. And one of the cameras, which is like a Canon, you know, T... Canon Rebel. <laughs> Canon Rebel. You know, okay. you know what we yeah. shot with back in the day. Currently still shooting with, in my case, for the most part, or like an equivalent camera. I still shoot with that too. If I'm not like, <laughs> if I if I don't have someone else shooting something, like if I'm shooting my own thing, yeah, absolutely. Um, so they're shooting with a Canon Rebel or something like that, and then there's a second camera, a second Canon Rebel, <laughs> with a Rode microphone mounted on top of it. <sighs> That is just being placed nearby. <laughs> and it's being held often by this guy that I've never met before. That is, like, as far as I knew, wasn't in film, just kind of wanted to hang out. And he's, like, handling it and moving it during takes. So <laughs> all of the audio that was picked up when I got the files for the post was like (laughs) (laughs) like it'll be like audio 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 (laughs) audio 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 (laughs) and I'm just like guys I offered for you to use the sound equipment like what the hell (laughs) that I mean, like, good for them, on one hand, for, like, figuring it out and, like, just recording the audio in in some way, but also, (laughs) but it's, like, it's, yeah, you have to think about what the consequences are of the choices you make, (laughs) I suppose. (laughs) My friends and I would probably love to remake that movie, because on a script level, it was kind of interesting, like, it was pretty interesting, and, uh, the situation is just too bad. But I just thought that was a hilarious, like, one of those hilarious, like, gorilla and low-budget film moments where you're like, what is happening? You're talking about, like, potentially remaking it, and it made me, like, I made... Okay, well, when I was in film filmmaking one before, like so before filmmaking two, mm-hmm. I mean, well, that's for for anyone not familiar with the U of W film program, it's like intro film, filmmaking one, filmmaking two. Um, and I was in filmmaking one, and uh, at that time, this is like four or five years ago now, probably. Um, I've since matured a lot, but I was very much like. Well, my ideas are mine, and I can't be sharing my my ideas with other people because then it'll be less mine, if that makes sense. Very much like a fragile ego uh, <clears throat> situation on my part, and I've and I made a lot of these. I, I basically made not 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 in its entirety, but I did a lot of the work on both of my short films I made for that class by myself because I was like, I was very, very controlling and is, like I said, I've matured a lot and I've since realized that, oh my God, having other people working with you is the absolute greatest thing 
because it makes everything you make together so much better rather than doing it just by yourself, which is just... I, I cringe at myself at how just stupid and, and immature I was because I'm like, oh man, this is, this is terrible. Anyways, so I had an idea that I did for my second movie for that class that I really, really liked. Um, that I thought was interesting. And the writing was bad. It was all exposition. <laughs> uh, and it was just not good. It was not a good movie. It, it didn't turn out well. And part of it was because I tried doing as much as I could by myself. It's a very... Uh, I'm a visionary. Actually, I was not like that. But I, I was I was not like that. But it was like I, I, I had trouble sharing credit, I guess, um, or I didn't want to give credit to other people because I thought my idea was so good, which is so unbelievably immature and and stupid. Um, like I said, I cringe. Uh, but I've thought like, what if I were to remake it and not make it shitty? And I wanted to ask you, like, have you ever considered remaking a film that you made because, like, the idea is really good? Or do you think that, like, sometimes ideas, like, good ideas will get lost in, like, the student filmmaking universe where, like, you have such a cool idea that just kind of gets, well, I don't want to say ruined, but doesn't it doesn't get the justice it deserves based on the fact that just the... The experience and and the skill isn't quite there yet. It's a really good thing to ponder, and I I think I thought about it a lot, um, because I've I've had a lot of projects that I have made in the past that I think I could probably do a lot better now. But I also think that like if we do that, we don't really grow from things. Like, um, like I have other ideas now that I want to make. And, like, I still have those other ideas that I already tried to make once. But those are kind of, like, things... If you would have asked me the same question, like, maybe a year or two years ago, I would have said yes. But I think right now, I'm kind of, like... So many ideas that are yet to... Yet to be made and yet to transpire that I think I just want to allow for... Allow for progress for the sake of just progress like moving forward and, and doing new things and like I don't know maybe someday I'd remake that if <clears throat> there was something new to say I guess I don't know I think it would be interesting if you were to remake it like 10 years later and then you just take these two films same idea and just like watch them back to back because it would be a pretty good measure of not necessarily like like, I don't want to say, like, your skill level per se, but, like, where you're at. Because um, because if you're a student, you could have, like, really, like, you have a lot of well-developed skills. But if you don't have money, you don't have a strong crew, then that's going to affect your project. But, like, 10 years, let's say you have funding or something, and you have, like, a really, um, <clears throat> really, uh, really, like, quality, high-quality crew and you have more time and more experience, like, I think that would be, like, an interesting measure to just, like, compare, like, where you're at in in your career is if you just remade a movie you did that obviously you would want to remake. Some some things aren't worth remaking. <laughs> um, 
but if you had an idea that you wanted to try again, I think th I think that'd be really like interesting way to like see where you're at and like how far you've come. It's interesting that we get on this topic because I was actually thinking about this this morning, um, and I'm thinking about making um, like a vlog style video, and I was thinking about doing something where. I go through like the films I've made over the last five years, so 2015 to 2020, and then dissecting why, what exactly I learned from each of them, and I might augment those with like some Zoom interviews with some of my fellow collaborators on those projects, and just kind of talking through the process of some of them, and maybe making like a small, very intimate docu-style recollection of my brief filmmaking career as a, a in a way like I don't even know if people would even want to see that like I don't I don't even know if people would want to like watch that and like take in what I think about my own work it seems a bit self-indulgent and a bit odd but um more so for for me if anything just to like actually write down like that video essay stuff about my own work and kind of like really process and and think about it mindfully but I don't know I I was, I was gonna say it sounds like you're doing that for you, but like not in a selfish, bad way. Like it's, it's reflective and it, it, it'll help you grow and develop further and, and that sort of thing and, and improve even more and yeah. help you like appreciate where you're at. Cause I, I think, I mean, people often compare themselves to others and it's like, Oh, I wish I could be doing this or that or the other thing. Um, but I think like an exercise like that, would help you just just maybe be like be more happy with with where you currently are at if you have that issue where you're where you're constantly comparing yourself with with other people which I'm well I feel like that's pretty pretty common yeah I also think it, it helps you appreciate the work that you've done on the things you've made because like, I can definitely just flippantly look at some of my earlier work and go, well, that's shit. Like, that's just crap. Like, it's just bad. Um, <laughs> Utter <but> trash. <laughs> like, get it out of here. Like, uninstall the game. No, but, like, I feel that, um, like, all those films taught me something, you know? And every film that everybody makes is going to teach them something new about how how we are as creatives and... Um, I, yeah, I just, I don't know. I've, I've, I've been thinking about doing this and I, and I really want to do it. And I think what stopped me is the whole, like, why would anyone care? But I also feel like it's not really for anybody but me. And if anyone else gets something from it, then cool. Uh, I don't need you to, but cool. I don't know. <laughs> like, that's kind of where I'm at with it. I, I don't think you always have to make things for other people. I mean, there's lots of reasons to, to do things and I think to me that sounds like a valuable uh, a valuable thing to to, to do and I, I I think that you should you shouldn't stop yourself from doing it because I think uh, I think that I think that's a great idea thank you because every You're welcome every film project I've made like my whole filmmaking career has been over the last five years like before then, I was in pre-production for some stuff, but I, nothing actually came out. And so I just think it would be a neat, like, half-decade sort of reflection piece. How many uh, how many films have you 
just well, uh, not worked on, but okay, yeah, either directed say, or produced. <laughs> either directed or produced. Um, or wrote. I was, uh, let's say. Uh, eleven or twelve. I would say. What's the longest one you've done? Uh, the longest. Okay, so I didn't. <clears throat> so I didn't. Uh, I didn't direct it, but I was very helpful in it. Uh, cause I was the cinematographer and I produced it and I edited it and I helped adapt the script, which was Romeo and Juliet by Shakespeare. So, uh, it was 50, 50 minutes. Wow. Yeah. Uh, I wouldn't talk about that one in a video like this. I would talk about my, the work that I've written and directed and edited or whatever, and kind of like work that's quintessentially something that, that I put together. I guess would be what I would focus on um, looking at some of my earlier films and then leading up to some of my most recent work. Um, I feel like I'm going to be so much more critical of the more recent stuff. And then the, the old stuff, I, I think there's, there's this like sort of childhood fondness to it that I just love looking at that I think is like really special, but it's, it's weird. It's like the, obviously those films are like much worse quality wise <laughs> but there's something about them there's like an essence to them that I just find really charming I was about to say like this well, you might not have been a student but like the student film charm it, before I was a student yeah I made these like before I went to university wow so there's a fondness to them because there's this one that's about these two kids that are like leaving Right after they graduate high school, they're leaving to go backpack in, like, the prairies. And they don't know why they're leaving. They just, like, can't be at home anymore. And they're, like, scared to grow up. But they're, like, forcing themselves to go and do this thing that, for these kids, like, it's so appealing because they're leaving their parents behind. They're leaving their lives behind. They're leaving everything. And, like, the idea of that, the idea of, like, not wanting to grow up, but, like, kind of doing something that really is going to force you to grow up. It's almost like the Peter Pan sort of feeling of... You know, like I wish I was a kid forever, so I'm just going to run away from the inevitability of growth by doing something that is the most independent thing I've ever done. It's just an interesting concept to me. It's, I mean, and you wrote that when you're in... Grade 12, yeah. Yeah, that's, uh, that sounds like really, really, like, complex, um... Like like uh, like a well thought out story. Like if I tried writing something like that, like I want to say that like that sounds advanced for being in grade twelve. Like all the different like themes and 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 story and everything. And it sounds to me like uh, you had a solid grasp on those things. Um, well, and yeah. Yeah, and I think uh, the the reason why I like that one um, is because. It's just so honest. Like, it's not trying to be anything that it isn't. It's just like, it's just what it is. You know, it's 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 all of us, my friends and I, that were making films together at the time, just feeling kind of like high school is fleeting and this moment together is fleeting and, and moving forward is, is kind of just this somber thing of like the death of childhood innocence and... and in a sense, freedom and 
just not really wanting the full freedom of of you can do anything you want. Like, I don't want to. I don't want all of that. You know. Like there is something to be said about a trajectory and structure that human beings, uh, I think, universally find secure. I think literally the idea that you can do anything you want is like very intimidating. It's interesting you say that because um, like you and I both now are graduating uh, and I'm officially done all my school related activities and I've, I'm now like, I was like, I'm going to take some time off just kind of like rest. And I'm like, I can't, I'm like, I, I see people like they're, they're finding work. Uh, Cause like just, uh, my like for me specifically, my situation because like the pandemic, I ended up going like a little bit longer than <clears throat> than uh, everyone else in my in my class, just because of circumstance essentially. Um, so other people are now like moving on and like finding work and like that sort of thing, and now I've just kind of reached the end, and I'm now in my first week of being like officially done. And I'm like, man, I need to be doing something. I need to like work on something. I need to, I need to like search for jobs. I need to do all the all these things. Yeah. Um. And I'm like, there's so much. It feels like there's so much that I need to do or can do or I want to do that. It's like, it's almost like I don't want to even start because it's like I don't know where to or what to do or that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. So literally earlier today, uh. I made a schedule for myself to start next week to work on specific things at specific times of day to keep everything structured and organized because it's going to help me uh, not be so overwhelmed with, like you were saying, I think infinite possibilities or something along those lines. And it's like, man, even now, I guess guess it's kind of similar, like leaving high school, leaving university and college. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, there's all these opportunities and everything with what you can do. And it's like, man, I need some structure. I'm going to make a structure for myself so yeah. then I can be productive. Yeah. Oh, totally. Like I've never felt more like I was 17 again than right now. It's so weird. It's, oh. 17 again is a good movie, by the way. Zach Efron's really hot in it. You should go watch it. Um, <laughs> but no, like it's weird. It's like, Last night I I played D&D till like 1 in the morning and then I fell asleep on the phone with someone. I woke up and we were still on a call and it was like 11 in the, in the morning and I was like, <laughs> wow, I need to make coffee. Like, and I went downstairs and I, I folded laundry, I did some chores and then I came up to record this podcast and I'm just like, it's, it's 4, it's 4.15 where where did my day go (laughs) (laughs) like where am i i mean it's cold out today and it's kind of windy and kind of shitty out so it's like it doesn't make me feel too bad that i'm not going outside doing anything but it's it's weird it's it's a weird time it's like i feel like we're on a pause and it's like we're all meant to just reflect and find ourselves again and uh it's super odd but i'm kind of grateful for the for the opportunity to reflect. So I think I'm going to do that with my filmmaking career. I think I'm going to reflect. Hell yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. Just hopefully it doesn't end up with like, 
<laughs> Why? Why did I choose this? <laughs> Hopefully he doesn't go in that direction. Well, I don't really think I'm going to be talking too much about technical. Um, okay. I think, I think, uh, I think I'll probably talk about like the stories I'm telling and the way that I'm telling them and, and whether or not the, uh, like whether or not the way that I intended to tell the story I ended up doing or if, um, or if I did a good job of telling the story I set out to tell. Cause I think that at the end of the day is the real, the real meat and bones of if your film succeeds or not is like, did you, did you like succeed at getting across what you're trying to get across? You know? the communication of the actual story is it there i don't know for uh for me can you specifically analyze the first shot of all your movies <laughs> and analyze like how it relates to the story and see how like that has maybe changed as well because mm -hmm. i know like we were, before we started recording miranda and i were having a conversation about well, it was mostly me telling her about how I was ranting <laughs> yesterday to my family about like the fir the opening shot of a film, um, and how important it is like to film or TV show or whatever it might be, and how important it is to like <clears throat> bringing the viewer in and stuff like that, and how you can have like a good looking shot, but if it lacks like substance, then like it can, at least for me personally, like sometimes it'll lose me if I'm not already invested or not invested per se. Like that's, that's never not the best word to use, but interested in, in what's going to happen next. And, <laughs> and so I, I'm just curious, um, kind of how maybe how, like as a filmmaker, you, you will, if, if, if that has changed over time, if the opening shots changed or if like, like, or like how, like, like what they do per se, like, like, because we were talking about <clears throat> some people will have like a really, really beautiful looking opening shot, but it doesn't necessarily have any like substance related to the story. Like if you have like, I mean like, sure. Like if you have like a nature landscape, okay. Like, okay. It's set in a forest, but if you open with like a character doing something like, you get a lot more information and I think it would be <clears throat> a little easier to bring the viewer in. Yeah. Um, so I, I'm, I'm just wondering if like that has changed or, or like, or like how you've used the opening shot differently in different films. That's really interesting. Um, yeah. I don't know. I, I feel like I'm not far enough in my career to have like a philosophy about an opening shot and how I use that device because I think, I think for a long time it was all about like, what looks nice, right? For, for a while it was like, what, what looks nice is the opening yeah. shot. Um, and, uh sorry, sorry. Oh. I'm, 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 I'm passionate about this subject, but <laughs> no, uh, sorry, go, go ahead. ahead. Go ahead. What well, well, it was like that whole what looks nice. It's like it's you can have a shot like and th and that's that's it. It's like people want to open with a nice looking shot, but it's like if that doesn't tell your story and it's just a nice looking shot, it's like you should op you should just cut it and go to the start with the next shot. Like uh, and I don't know. That's maybe uh, maybe I'm just being hypercritical, but I sorry I I I just. I, I, I interrupted. I please continue. <laughs> no, I, no. 
It's totally fine. I think, okay, I was going to say, I think um, I didn't really think about opening shots until I did all the work that Andrew Forbes had us do for our films, for, for film two. Okay. Because he had us really starting to think about all of the all of the facets of, of the filmmaking process, right? And when I was thinking about, like, in the replacement, the opening shot is um, uh, character, Matthew, uh, getting the bandages taken off of his eyes. And I think that that's one of the strongest shots in the entire film. Like, when I look at the whole film as a whole... Um, the whole film as a whole. Wow. English. Um, <laughs> I see that shot and um, I think it kind of pulls you in. It pulls you in literally because the shot is zooming in and it holds on his face and you see his reaction to seeing for the first time. And uh, that opening shot, I think, was like, was probably my best opening shot in any film that I've done. Um, so I did it once guys, but, uh, every other 11 of my films don't really have intentional opening shots. And I think intentional is the word we should think about. Like, yes, intention. It's not just an empty, like, oh, we're driving to the cottage for our horror movie. So we're going to show them in the car on the way down the rural <laughs> oh, road. And there's scary. the forest on the side. I'm scared. Things are so peaceful <laughs> now, but they're not going to be because Whoa. unease is going to come and then dread is going to come and then the monster <laughs> will show itself. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> I. Uh... That was a terrifying bit. That was a horror film right there. <laughs> I, well... I think, that, well, I I didn't I didn't I didn't shoot this film. I was I was directing it though. But the short I I just I did last year for for Crecom that I worked with uh, Eric Antonio and uh, Brie Feeblecorn on, which are they're both great 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 people. Um, and I I'm really proud of the work we did together. Uh, the opening shot is a really creepy looking doll. Um. And then a hand comes in and starts uh, this creepy doll. And I'm pretty sure, I, I, if I remember correctly, you can see like these like painting supplies um, beside it. And then like this hand comes in and it's, 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 a, it's a bird's eye view shot, like an overhead shot. And this hand starts like painting it. And there's like this whole opening sequence, which in hindsight is too long. Um, but like, I'm really happy with like that shot because like, it's well first of all creepy dolls for whatever reason people are like ah creepy doll i'm invested or well maybe <laughs> not that specifically but it's like it's 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 in my opinion like it'll it's something that'll draw people in and then um and it also like establishes the tone very early on and like that sort of thing uh but like if you look at like uh like so, my earlier or one of the films I did that film I was talking about earlier that I did in film one, um, it's someone walking in a parking garage, not even like a a well framed shot, 
Like, everything's blurry because I had the focus set to one specific spot where, like, the actress turned around. She gets, she gets startled because a horn honks. I'm like, what is this? Uh, I, I'm like, I could have done better. <laughs> <laughs> I could have done better on this one. Oh, but it sounds but... good. At, le- at least you were thinking about <clears throat> the intention, right? Like, Well, in Heinz, in Heinz, well, I, well, yeah, but I wrote it into this, well, I, I guess so. I wrote it into the script that, like, because I wanted to make show that, like, oh, she's nervous. Right. Uh, but, like, I just, I probably could have done it a lot better. Mm-hmm. But it's, like, just overall how that has developed. I just think I just think it's interesting to look at. Yeah, like, I love thinking about, like, how things have developed over time. And, like, I, I don't know, like, I love timelines, I guess. Like, it's it's really easy in this time of quarantine and social distancing for to like feel sad and to feel discouraged and to feel like time is being wasted I think it's super normal for people to feel that and like there was a while there where I was like oh my god like there was such momentum going and now it feels like everything's like just so stagnant like how are we all going to climb out of this and like get back to the to the good momentum where we were at um like, are there going to be the same opportunities? And I think that the most important thing to remember is, like, like opportunities, they're not always there. And there's going to be times in life, like, where we're not in quarantine, where it feels like you're not going to have anything to do. And, like, as a creative person, as someone that's got a lot of, like, like, I, I try to be mindful and I, you know, feel very deeply about things. And I am constantly, like, projecting and feeling and, like, people say I'm, like, such a theater kid and I'm... I'm like, I'm not really a theater kid, you guys, but like, you know, maybe I am. Um, but I, 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 I like to create timelines and I like to look back on things like saying like, okay, Miranda, you feel like a piece of shit. Let's look back and just think like, I've accomplished this. I've accomplished this. I've done this. I've done this. I've done this. I am this. Um, because it's easy to forget those things and it's easy to forget where you've come from and like what you've risen from right but like i think quarantine's really given me a lot of perspective on like the fact that time has allowed me to like really think about where i've come and where i want to go and it's given me this pause that i think i really needed i I guess my hope is that people aren't focusing on all the negative things i guess is my hope that they're looking towards the positive things that are coming out of this but it's it is shitty i don't know yeah, I, I think you're, I think you're, you're spot on. I think um, everyone has a lot more time to sit and think because the busy day-to-day lifestyle has now been, like you said, uh, like slowed down or paused or whatever word you want to use. Um, yeah, I agree with you completely. There was, uh, it was weird. It was like. Um... Ever since, like, grade 12, like, I've always been doing something. I've always had something to do. I've always had a job. I've always been, like, moving towards something, making a movie, working towards the next thing, working towards the next, you know, class that I'm in. Um, and then after I submitted all my assignments for, like, April whatever, or March whatever, whatever it was, I don't even remember now. Um, and everything just kind of stopped because I had just, I had just stepped down from my job. Like, I just, I just quit. And then I had, like, another part-time job for the summer lined up, which I can't go to right now. 
And then I just was like, like, there was nothing. Right? Yeah. And you're just like, whoa, there's nothing. There's like nothing. And I hadn't had that pause. And after having that pause, I'm just like, okay. This is really, this is really lonely. I'm really peaceful at the same time. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, it's given me some good chances to like, some good, some good conversations in my own head with myself. Which is now coming out on the podcast, which sounds completely, (laughs) completely discombobulated. Just like (laughs) Miranda's therapy session is this podcast now, guys. What what are you grateful for in quarantine? Oh, I got uh, I've lots of time. Well, time, yeah, time. It's like the program I just finished is very demanding, and I was working an incredible amount on top of like, well, that and there was, I was doing other stuff on top of it, and yeah, like same thing, like everything. It's like. I everything's just kind of stopped and like I'm done everything I've done a lot of the commitments and now I'm like I feel like I need to be doing something so I because the my irrational brain is telling me that if I'm not acting now then I'm never going to find opportunities later on for me to like work or do whatever and I'm just ruining for myself which is completely irrational but it's like sitting at home you're like oh my god i need to do something i need to do something um so maybe i should force myself just to like chillax for a second (laughs) and rest but also i i feel the urge to keep working really hard and keep myself busy which is why i made that schedule Mm -hmm. and that sort of stuff but i do appreciate the time i have a lot more free time and I've just I have been using it to relax, which is nice, um, and I've been appreciating that. But also, I want to keep busy and I want to keep like working on stuff because yeah, of it's, course, it's really important. But uh, I having a proper vacation would also be nice. But also because I'm home all the time, it feels like a vacation, but it's not because <laughs> I'm working. So I don't know. It's like a really weird situation, I I suppose. Yeah. Yeah, I get that. I get that. It's such a weird time. I feel weird inside. <laughs> well, that's a good place to leave y'all. Yeah. All right. Like a, <laughs> no, have, have we reached the end? <laughs> I think we've reached a good I, spot. I mean, there's enough in here that I think I could probably edit something. There's a there's a lot. We've kind of we've, we've been all over. Around. Yeah, we started with with craft services and then. Uh, I talked about like stupid set stories. Yes, yeah, and then we then we ended on like this really serious note. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But not in like it, not in like a sad or bad way, in like a in like, like a like a movie arc, like a like a comedy film arc where it starts off kind of funny, then you start to kind of care about the characters, and then by the end you're like, I'm in a f- puddle on the floor crying, and I don't understand why. <laughs> Oh my god, we've we've just we've essentially just yeah, we've essentially just made it we've made a a comedy. Is around That's... the craft table like a shitty rom-com now? 
<laughs> I feel like I've uh, achieved shitty rom-com status. Hell yeah, where's my check? <laughs> 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 oh god okay well guys thank you so much for <laughs> yeah, joining just us ends, this week ends the episode immediately <laughs> so funny oh my <laughs> god <laughs> well yeah uh, like um i don't know do you have anything you want to say <laughs> no i i was joking about the check thing i really it's oh. that was that was that was a joke don't uh oh i was just writing you one. Oh well i mean now now i don't know what to say <laughs> i can void it i can void it Bl- blink it, twice it, if it. you want me to void it. it. I don't know how you can see me, but I'm blinking. I'm blinking. Uh, but no, that was that was 100 a joke. I'm, yeah, I know. I'm I'm not a total debag. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Who says that? <laughs> debag? I'm not a debag. De- it's uh, you know, a debag. Mm. I'm not. I'm not one. I hope. <laughs> Like a B itch. Yeah. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> All right, <laughs> yeah, we're exactly. gonna go now. <laughs> All right. Thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, to whatever this was. Yes. Peace. Bye. <laughs>